0: stop buying traditional stop loss for small to mid-sized employers it's a 12-month agreement that covers your risk over 12 months you are buying a short-term solution for a long-term strategy that will get you fired in your bad years now i know what you think well i get shop every year and you know it's worked out for me it works out in the good years yeah people want to write your risk but in your bad years what are you left with to do What's up, everybody? Welcome to the show. Happy St. Patrick's Day. Got one for you tonight. We're going to give you a pot of gold here. We're going to give you some ideas on how to make more money. What else is it about, right? What do you say, Craig? Hold on. I got to add you to the screen. There you go.
1: Yo, yo. Well, as you can tell, I've already been celebrating. So uh, welcome to my party.
0: (laughs) There you go. I have not... uh, John's the only
1: guy in the United States who didn't realize we had daylight savings. Five days ago, six days
0: ago. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> He's I like, have, jo, what,
1: jo? I'm like, dude, it's five o'clock Pacific.
0: Move it, move it up. <laughs> I couldn't find anything green to wear today. Unfortunately, I am 25 percent Irish. For those that don't know, I, I I I identify as Italian, but I do have some Irish in me. Wow, that's uh, maybe
1: Black Irish. I don't know.
0: That's it. I yeah. If feel if you're watching, let us know where you're watching from. We got we're live on LinkedIn, YouTube. <laughs> Facebook. If you're listening on the podcast replay, check us out every Thursday, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. We're live on three platforms now. Come wow. in, join in, in the conversation. Love to have you. Andrew says no green. Yeah, I I searched my closet. I couldn't find anything. I think I got it all back east. You know, Andrew's from Northwest Arkansas, right? That's AR.
1: I guarantee you the only green he had were probably women's gloves, not his own.
0: <laughs> Jesus, there you <laughs> go. Don't do that to me. You're going to get me in trouble. Hey, hey, real quick. Show sponsor, another Virtue Alliance. Check, us, check out a new webinar we got coming up. We're going to do it on a monthly basis. If you're wondering what Virtue Health is, okay, we are a stop-loss purchasing consortium that allows you to share risk. You're joining a group of like-minded employers that are abiding by the same risk management strategies. That means there's no big PBMs allowed in, no uh, Buka uh, TPAs. Of that sort. Any misaligned partners are not allowed in our program. Stop buying traditional stop loss for small to mid midsize employers. It's a 12 month agreement that covers your risk over 12 months. You are buying a short term solution for a long term strategy that will get you fired in your bad years. Now, I know what you think, well, I get shop every year and, you know, it's worked out for me. It works out in the good years. Yeah, people want to write your risk. But in your bad years, what are you left with to do? OK, hence why the Stop Loss Consortium Virtue Health was created for my own clients. And we're going to be covering it in detail, the ins and outs of the short term contracts of traditional stop loss, which doesn't belong in the short term. Tell me a when, hey man, some right. Morocco. hey, man. Hey, man. Here we go. Here we go. All right. Let me stop my <laughs> pitching here. Here we go. So today, Craig, we got a little bit. Uh, we got some we got? information. Leprechauns,
1: four leaf was... flowers, rainbows. Yeah,
0: Craig got a nice piece that is going to be extremely helpful to you. We're always looking for guys for ideas on how to sell more, what what ideas you could bring up, spark interest with the prospects. I'm looking for the page now. I have it here. And this is, Craig, where is this from now?
1: This is from a uh, union health fund that takes a conglomerate of data from union membership And they did a deep dive analysis on the pricing in the New York region of the hospital systems and how much they charge. And inside this pot of gold is all sorts of great quotes you can use for the private sector employers, since most of our our friends are in the private sector, not the public sector, uh, not the unionized sector. And so you can download this thing Right. Register. Give us your name, right your, your, your name and your email and and download send it over thing. to you. Yeah. We'll, uh there we'll put it on the
0: site. I'll have it up in the site in 24 hours. There you go. Get in the main email here. Uh, hospital prices, unsustainable and unjustifiable. Let's go over. I was breezing through it before the call here.
1: Yeah.
0: And uh instead of going to some charts, which, you know, again, I, I can I, tell you the stories that, that you want and their prices and blah, blah, blah. Let's debunk debunking some of the myths why hospital charges high prices so these are again talking points let me share myself because i'm not showing myself yeah these are talking points that you could have in your conversation you can have in your back pocket these are marketing pieces i mean copy paste it send it out to your prospect list you you know guys I, i was talking with sean earlier uh in the office and he's like well i didn't know that i should just copy everything he was gonna do a workout court or workout youtube channel i said yeah just copy every what everybody else is doing that works right and so what what i'm saying is is you could take this piece and copy it rob and duplicate they've already did the math just take it use it to make more sales myth number one higher prices are needed to offset medicare medicaid and charity care obviously a false narrative okay and basically let's see here the the state of new york found the correlation between prices and the public payer matrix in the great city of New York, though the correlation was negative. In other words, a higher, the higher the hospital's public payer matrix, the lower the commercial prices, meaning the, the payer public payer matrix, meaning what is the portion of commercial payers to Medicare payers? Okay. And so what they're saying yeah. is, is the correlation, the hospitals that had more Medicare-paying patients had lower prices to the commercial market. So that is a myth that they're telling you, well, we need to increase your commercial price because we make less from Medicare. So And,
1: and remember, when you're reading this stuff, it's, the, the, it's not the facts. It's like selling features and benefits without telling them what the consequences are, the first-order consequence, the second-order consequence, the third-order consequence. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, well, then – you you know who you are. You're a features and benefits rep, right? So when you read this stuff, you don't talk about the fact that the average commercial rate in this market is 300% of Medicare. No, instead, talk to them about how trapped and helpless they are to control healthcare costs, healthcare claims in their market buying insurance from a healthcare insurance company who has these hidden, non-transparent, opaque at best contracts with auto escalation clause and auto escalation claims payments. And the fact that you're guaranteed that the amount that they're going to charge you is gonna go up every year. It's not utilization, generally speaking, that's killing you. It's the fact that the inflation factor is three to six X CPI. Oh, sidebar, CPI is published by our government, 7.9% highest in 40 years. Okay, play chess, not checkers. What are the rate increases going to be like the next two years? Brutal, freaking brutal. And you're telling me it's more conservative to stay in a system that's guaranteed to increase and you have no control over it. See, that's it's the less message. Risky. That's the conversation. It's
0: less, yeah, it's less risky. Yeah, we're going to have Craig do his usual sales translation. Another topic they talked about was charity care, right? Basically, the study showed that nonprofit, right? The, biggest scam the nonprofit hospital spent two point two dollars and three cents out of every hundred total expenses on charity care which way was way less than the government which was four dollars and ten cents for profit hospitals was three dollars and eighty cents basically meaning that many nonprofit hospitals charity care provisions were not aligned with their charity care obligations primarily arising from favorable tax treatment so basically what they're saying is is you know, they're claiming they're losing money on charity care when that's not the case. The for Best profit answer. hospitals, go, go ahead, ahead. for profit hospitals are giving away more charity care.
1: Best answer I ever heard was from a religious based health system. And the person, not a lay person, told me, no margin, no mission. And that pretty much sums it up in four words. I said, oh, it's, it's a very good explanation. And so, You know, that's the behavior, that's the attitude, and that is the results that you're feeling as a result of that systemic behavior and attitude.
0: Let's talk about myth number two consolidation drives down price. Everybody knows that's a bunch of baloney. Now, if used correctly, it can. However, we're in a corrupt system. That means, hey, consolidation leaves less competition and more of a monopoly. Right. Less places for the buyers to go. Think of the big three PBMs. If I control the market, I can control the prices. I go shake hands with my two other competitors and say, let's rip the prices up this year. We'll make more money. Who cares?
1: And if I can arrange to be acquired by a health insurance company, then there'll be no transparency whatsoever as we, you know, play three card money with, uh, you know, where's the profit? And and still, I hear these brokers talk about, well, you know, we're we're fighting over rebates.
0: <laughs> That's so yeah, if you're true. The, if you're still having that rebate conversation, you should be fired. Uh, an analysis over the f- hospital merger over a five-year period showed that, you know, a uh, hospital within five miles of each other just resulted in price increases of about 7%, and it continued two years after the merger, which basically saying, you know, multiple reports show that Hospital prices rose as a result from hospital consolidation, right? I mean, it's very simple to understand. I can control the price. I can be a monopoly. They're in it for profit. They're not in it to lose money. Um, Additionally, large hospital systems can influence, negotiate dynamics with insurers and shift volume to higher cost facilities. So if I'm a monopoly and I have more control, I can now control the population to go to to go to the higher facility, higher cost facility, right? Because I own them all and I can I can price fix it. It's just like the PBMs. I can control the formulary. I can control the copay tiering of different drugs on the formulary to make it cheaper to the member, but slaughter the plan. Okay. This is again another myth that consolidation drives. Well, what drugs happens
1: are? when the physicians, more than fifty percent of them, are owned by the hospital system. And they're provided instructions on who they can refer their patients to. So, are they going to refer them to competitors, or are they going to conf- basically refer them to domestic partners within their, you know, ecosystem? Um, I recently experienced this where we had to get uh, John. You know, you know the issues I'm dealing with. Uh, MRI, six thousand dollars. MRA, $695, they're two miles away from each other, same MRI. This stuff exists everywhere. One's in the system, one's not in the system. Oh, and then this is how they use the electronic medical records as a weapon. Oh, how come you didn't get it here at this one? Because the one you went to isn't in our system, right? So I can't can't view it in the electronic medical record. So we're going to have to manually load it off of a CD. <laughs> That's inconvenient.
0: It's comical. Myth number three, higher quality deserves higher prices. Yeah, I mean, the study shows why variations from charge to cost ratios with some hospitals charging as much as 12 times their own cost. Everybody knows in life, typically you get what you pay for. In healthcare, it's complete opposite for many reasons. Not going to cover them all. But in knee surgery, an expert that does it 35 times a month can do it in 30 minutes in, out, right? A non-experience might take an hour and a half to two hours. They got to bring in another provider. They've got two hours of floor times versus 30 when every floor time I think is booked, charged per 15 minutes. You're in the hospital for two hours. Uh, you're under for two hours, which means you're under anesthesia for two hours, which means we now got to keep you overnight because of how long you're under anesthesia. So that knee surgery can go from 30 to 90 and so on. Let's see here. Bill Hughes says, I got MRIs for my wife tomorrow, 425 each from green imaging. Nice plug, green imaging there. They got some great contracted pricing, all our health plans. We've pretty much got it on it all. So if you have access to yeah. their facilities, great I mean, price.
1: The system isn't, you know, it's not like we're not saying, look, the this, this study is there for you to use, to be able to create stories that are meaningful and valuable in your sales presentation. Uh, It's not a bashing session. The system is incredibly self-correcting. The question is, how long is the holding period while you're overpaying until it self-corrects? And so if you want to undo that very, very long holding period built into a fully insured plan, then the only way you can reduce risk, pay lower claims and have control is to be partially self-funded. Now, for those of you who just fell out of your chair You know, that should tell you just how backwards thinking your customers are, because they honestly believe that it's less risky to be fully insured. And that's 100 percent false.
0: Yeah, it's a great story that uh, continues to go around. They sell the story. They sell the sizzle. Myth number four, COVID pandemic impacts hospital budgets. Another one that's complete baloney. Because basically what's happened is they've been offset with billions of dollars in government aid flow through the hospital systems, effectively maintaining or improving providers' financial performance in 2020. So that not only did they, some cases, get the same revenue, they improved their performance. You've heard a PPP loan, right? A lot of you on here probably got it. The hospitals got it too, okay? And they got the bill. Well, we had less surgeries, but we got the bill a million and a half for any COVID patients that were on an intubator. Saw them on our claims report. They were bombs. Again, baloney that they're losing money. It's a great story to tell. It sounds logical, just like wellness, but that's not the case. Let's go over to some solutions here, Craig, that they outlined. Some I agree with, some I don't. Some, you know, can go either way.
1: Hey, what do you think, of the, what do you think about the aggregate coalitions? Jeez, what do you think Virtue Health is?
0: Yeah, aggregate purchasing coalition. So basically, hey, we'll buy in bulk. You can buy in a component of it. You're buying direct contracts for a lower cost. You're buying pharmacy for a lower cost in bulk. That doesn't usually play well in the PBM space, you know, again, because the parties that be are so corrupt that they're just going to they're not going to pass you the discount. They're going to claim they're passing you the discount, or they might give you a hair. But the majority of the of the discount is going to them in profit. So, for instance, Virtue Health, we've taken a large pool of employers. And aggregated the stop loss premiums, which you've heard of group buying in the market, right? It's not nothing new. The main difference is is we're controlling the high dollar claims. Okay. So if I'm not paying out as much in claims as we collect in stop loss premiums, I have a better loss ratio, which means I can negotiate with the carrier and keep the rates a lot more, a, a lot lower year over year on renewals because it's performing well and they're making money. You want your partners to make money. But what happens is if you don't control that coalition in pricing, it just explodes and it's got to get passed off. What do you call them, Craig? Bookmakers, right?
1: Basically, it's legalized bookmaking. Yeah. Those the that don't know what that themselves. is.
0: Basically, what they're saying is, hey, if we have a dollar in claims, we're going to charge you a dollar and ten. Right. We 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 know what the claims are going to be. And then we put our profit on top. So if you're in a program, which there's a lot of them out there, I'm not going to name any names. That's a public pool where everybody and anybody can come in, well, guess what? It's going to cost more for that reinsurance because nobody's managing claims. And then the partner, the manager, which is us as well, we've got to add our profit on top of it. We're just doing it at a lot lower number because we're focusing on the main thing, which is controlling
1: If you think about what the Bukas do with pooled groups, right? So, you know, your typical large group pool, right? 50 to 150, gravy train for the Bukas. What do they do? I mean, it's almost a hybrid coalition. They they pool off the risk at like a hundred, hundred twenty five thousand, depending on the state. So they don't. So look at this straight, client. So you pay the carrier a fully insured premium, state premium tax, everything commensurate with that. You don't have a lot of choices at all. They auto adjudicate eighty five percent of your claims on an auto escalation contract, hidden with all of the providers. And every contract with the providers is a snowflake. So you have no idea what. of your costs are going to be until after you use them. And they use your money to offset their alleged risk at some pooling point, like $100,000. So the fact is, they don't really take any risk. And if they have a bad claim, they give you a renewal. Like in California, they said, well, you know, this group's running bad. They had two shock losses. You know, these are claims over $25,000. Are they dead? Well, we can't tell you that. Or were they in network? Well, we can't tell you that. I mean, they they give you so little information and then they tell you that, you know, it's like, well, what about your pooling point? And then you got to look at the renewal exhibit if you can get a renewal exhibit and say, well, did did they take out the amount over the pooling point or did they leave it in? If you don't know what I'm talking about, guaranteed your clients are getting screwed because you don't know how to negotiate the renewal exhibit, which is completely arbitrary and capricious and subjective. And so you have to be able to have a defensible position on why you disagree with their renewal exhibit because they're all different. So you've got to be able to understand they take your money and they use it to eliminate all of their risk. So they don't take any risk. And have you guys noticed for anybody who's been in the business for more than a, a week or two, when they give you a rate increase, it applies to the entire group forever. They don't come back the next year and go, well, that guy died. The claim's gone. We had a really exceptional year. We're going to lower your rates. Never happens. You might get a rate pass. That's the best you're going to get in the pool. Just another one of the many ways you get those that
0: use in group purchasing. Stop swimming in those dirty pools. They're more expensive and traditional stop loss. Yet you're only going to learn your lesson in experience if you don't listen. Let's see, Center of Excellence. Shout out to Tom Emmerich, guy Mm -hmm. practically saved Walmart. To according to him, because you look at the competitors, Kmart, Sears, all these big companies all went under. And he told me it's because they couldn't control healthcare costs their per employee per year profit margin right we talked about this industry per employee per year profit margin which means in layman's terms how much profit you make per person at the company hundred people six dollars do the math or six thousand do the math six hundred thousand okay so they had a sixty five hundred dollar per employee per year profit margin. So if the insurance went up a thousand bucks a person, 20%, it's basically 17, 18% of their profit margin. Hence why these large corporations couldn't stay in business because they couldn't control healthcare costs. So you fast forward to Tom Emmerich, we haven't picked up the book cracking healthcare costs. Check it out. Best book in the industry, cracking healthcare costs debunks everything. Just skipped the last chapter. He said he got it wrong on the prediction of the exchanges. Now, Center of Excellence is basically what he did. You know, the term now is broadly used. Everybody's a center of excellence. Okay. So you've got to narrow in. Blue Cross names, I think, in Alabama or one of those, Arkansas or Alabama, they name, you know, the worst hospital system that's known for killing patients as a center of excellence because, well, Blue Cross says, well, I got to label it that because I want them to accept our insurance. So you've got to be very careful with the whole center of excellence uh, thing now because it seems everybody can use the name. Tom converted them to smart centers. Check it out at Edison Health. And basically he took the five top conditions. Okay. The high five most expensive conditions and worked on them, right? We talk about managing claims risk like we do in virtual health program is focus on the high dollar members. If you want to have a dramatic impact fast with the least disruption, took those five conditions, found the best providers in the country for that specific one. And that's where he made the patients basically go for Walmart, incentivized them, so on and so forth. And I think he reduced their health care $1.6 billion over 18 months, something silly like that. Yeah, so he's a, a hero billion. To, he's, a, he's a hero to them, and a lot of people have fallen suit to, to, to copy.
1: Well, you know, when, you download, when you download this report, the union says, hey, when we look at if medical claims, which we know we're overspending massively on, If medical claims had only trended at CPI over the last number of years, our union members would have had a $5,000 a year pay raise. But instead, because we couldn't control healthcare costs and nobody tried, our union membership is getting paid $5,000 less per year than they should. Now, if if that's not an opening to what do you think it's costing your workforce, then you're just not paying attention
0: here you go here's a here's just a slide here of the appendix just something you could use from it is you know all the procedures and then hospitals around that area i think it was done in new york just showing a matrix you know when you when you talk about again guys this is you can have it in your presentation especially with zoom you might want to show this uh some are visual learners some are not so you can play around with this with uh with your prospect and just have it in your back pocket as the topic comes up in the conversation. You might want to have that, that with you. Um, yeah, so you've got different procedures here. I'll take this down.
1: Is, is the uh, pot of gold at the end of the rainbow.
0: That is it. Um, what else I got for you? Let me see here. So provider hospital networks, basically narrow networks, direct contracts. You know, the reality is, is we know that it's very regional. Some people will argue and say it's easy. Look, It ain't easy when you got dominant hospital systems. They don't want to play ball. They don't have to. I've already got all the customers. Why the hell do I want to give you a discount? If you're trying to negotiate on yourself, good luck. It's not what you should be doing. You should be outselling. You you
1: shouldn't be. Yeah. you, You shouldn't hand a gun to a child. Okay. There's so many moving parts. Your client can't afford your learning curve. So what you do, here's an idea, right? Glean from experience. So. Yeah. He's saying the dominant provider. So you know like UPMC in Western PA, you know, Cleveland Clinic you know, places like that. Right. So they don't. You got no chance to do an RVP with them, most likely. But here's an idea for you. You could go to them and based on your analysis and don't give this away for free. They have to pay you a consulting fee to get insights like this. OK, if you don't know how to do that, call John. John will teach you how to like he's taught dozens and dozens of brokers and consultants how to charge a fee so you don't give away free advice. Stop it. So free money, you go to them, you analyze your group and you look at, well, here's the top five claims we have, right? Here's their diagnosis codes. And then you go to Cleveland clinic and you go, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't want the whole universe. I just want a direct contract on these five procedures. And that, Stands a chance of winning. Okay, yeah, just you want you to have a direct contract. These off the table,
0: and you've got to negotiate. I remember. I remember. Shout out to Mac, uh, the attorney at Intrust at Texas. He's now the president. Mac is, Mac is a beast. Has he done it over a hundred on times. all his whole career is direct contracting. Basically, what he does is he can do the analysis on a hospital, what their losses are, what their quality rankings are, what their Medicare percentage is, how much they've lost on Medicare, so on and so forth. And bring that to the table to negotiate so they can't pull the wool over his eyes when he's trying to push a certain thing. You've got to have data on them to know that they're going to want this or they can benefit from it or else why the hell would they do it? Let's move on. They talked about maternity programs. Uh, You know, questionable, questionable how much that's going to help. Um, I'm not going to go in too much into it, but premature babies is where the big item. Right. That's. I think seven out of 10 that receive fertility become premature babies. How do you That's transfer the
1: risk of uh, childbirth? Well, if you don't know, you better ask somebody.
0: Yeah. You can transfer it. You can what, uh, reduce, prevent, uh, retain or evacuate risk. Yeah. The Michael
1: There
0: you go, Kim. Hey, Kim shout out to, uh, yeah. Shout out to Kim, uh, legislation, regulatory action, baloney, uh, Will it help? Yeah, but it's not going to happen. I mean, cl- Trump couldn't even get the gag clause passed. That's how that's how powerful <laughs> they are. And sure, hospitals delivering our nonprofit status. Good luck. Listen, you back to the COVID situation. I mean, they're claiming they're losing money now. If you're a comp, if you're a company, right? You you've made money over the last five years. Let's say you hold money over, you hold money in reserves. These hospital systems got billions of dollars in reserves, and yet they wanted to kick to scream the hospital and go. We're losing money this year because of this. We need help. Forget that our bank account has $2 billion in reserves. That's a nonprofit. Yeah. We don't want to use that. That's our money. That's that our stole. money. We yeah. want to steal more money. So we need your help to bail us out just like the banks did in the financial crisis. So again, uh, not more lies. Rate setting and global, global budgets didn't cover. get into that too much. Not sure what they mean there. Benefit design options. Yeah, I think, you know, you can have strategies with steerage like we talked about, but let's be honest, that ain't easy. That ain't for everybody. I look at my cases. I do it on a personal basis with my uh, clients, but a lot of advisors don't because, look, it's a lot of work. You got to push the envelope. You got to sell a regional network to get those options. Yeah. I'm not talking yeah. about RVP here, uh, but with a regional, it's an unknown. There's a lot of unknowns. You take them down the track, Do give it to them in a couple of years. What do you say, Craig?
1: I say, you know, we speak the truth here, John just told you it's a lot harder to do the right thing. So remember, it's really quite simple. If you're using strategies or tactics that will get a meaningful discount on a claim, it only works if you can steer the participant to use the provider. And thus, you need active concierge 800 numbers, you need buy-in from the C-suite, who says i don't like hearing the noise from my employees who who say you know they, they keep pushing me to go to this place instead of the place my doctor recommended and so it takes a global commitment to say we can do better we can fix this and the the second order effect will be you guys will all make more money if you just learn to do it a different way but you have to empower them with the picture of here's today Here's the downside. This is what's going to happen for a small percentage of the people. But this is the benefit for the entire workforce. Oh, and by the way, and for the organization, which by then extension is the net worth of the CEO. Everybody wins. But if you're not painting that picture, they just see action, reaction, action, reaction, noise. You know, it's the only industry I can think of where I ever hear that a single complaint is failure. And yet, that's how many of the buyers of healthcare in corporate America discern whether or not something's successful. And that's just wrong. But it's also a reflection of how poor the brokers and advisors and consultants are doing in educating people on the first order consequence, the second order, the third order. Give them the whole story.
0: Buddy, John, uh, Walk, pronounce his last name during the stream. Your buddy, Craig. John.
1: Big John Weichel.
0: Weichel. There we go.
1: Big John. Yeah. You wouldn't be in frame right now.
0: (laughs) You're probably drinking out of a a fire hose. We gave you a lot of stuff. You're going to have to go back and rewatch it. But uh, before I end, I'm going to just show you here what we're going to be covering on the webinar. Again, why would you buy a short-term solution for a long-term strategy? It will get you fired at some point and it will bring an outside competition in your bad years. Stop putting yourself at risk. Stop making your life harder than it is. This business is hard enough. We'll talk about why legacy stop loss is a terrible solution for self-funded and mid-sized businesses. How we've seen brokers get fired selling traditional stop loss. That'll be a fun one. Why, wow, traditional, every results, year. Yeah. why traditional stop loss fails the client on the risk for the strategy and, and then show you a long-term solution for a long-term strategy. Craig, final thoughts here before you go out drinking.
1: Uh, I've got Gonzaga over Arizona in the finals. (laughs) (laughs) I'll update you in a few weeks how that works out.
0: (laughs) There you go. Well, guys, thanks for joining us, ladies and gents. Tell them them
1: where to go to download the document that we did our show on tonight. You go
0: to VirtueAlliance.com, go over to the resource section. I'll have it up in under 24 hours. It'll also be in the uh, web page. Uh, when we release the podcast on Monday on the site, Sweet. check it out. As always, thanks for joining us. Keep listening, keep learning. Happy St. Patrick's Day! See you next week, same place, same time.